Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Are you looking for more out of your life? Do you need ideas on how to start new businesses and how to move forward in your own personal life? Well, guess what? You have come to the right radio show at You Can Overcome Anything podcast show. You will learn and hear from many people from all walks of life who are sharing their challenges, their stories, the habits, and the mind shifts they have to overcome to become who they are today. On top, you will get a chance to connect and see how you can overcome anything by networking and learning about your next move through this radio show. I present to you our great speakers at You Can Overcome Anything podcast show with your host, Cesar Espino. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of You Can Overcome Anything podcast show. It is your host, Cesar Espino. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Alice Sharma. Hey, Alice, how are you today? Oh, hey, Caesar. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a great, great platform to be on. Delighted to be here. Good, good. Awesome. Well, before we dive in, let me uh, give a little bit of your background to our listeners so they can kind of get to to know you a a bit more. Um, Alice is an author of uh, seven books, a social entrepreneur, founder of an NGO, Basha or Sindhijan, I think I said that right, based in, in Delhi, India. India's youngest writer to write and publish four books in a day at the age of 21, uh, affiliated with India Book of Records, felicitated with a national award, 100 inspiring authors of India for her book title, Longer Than Forever, being selected as one of the 100 leading ladies of India by the Indian National Bar Association, uh, felicitated with a Woman of Excellence Award by the Institute of Company Secretaries of India, reached out and provided assistance to over 3 million, uh, 350,000 unprivileged people during the pandemic. Wow, like definitely you have so much going on and in and, and such an early age. And so I'm very interested to learn to learn more about how you did that many books in just one day. Before we dive into that, though, I want to hear about your upbringing and how was that for you? Like, tell me more about your upbringing and, 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 and how was that for you uh, growing up? Oh, that's a really deep question to begin with. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've, I'd say I have had the perfect childhood. 
like i come from a typical indian family and we are always happily high on love and my parents have always been supportive throughout since i was a child i yep. have literally enjoyed all the freedom and uh, the best part about my childhood i'd say um i had the privilege of being spoiled by the endless love that the three ladies in my life have managed to give in me it's my mother my aunt and my grandmother so mm. technically i have been raised by three mothers so now you can imagine how lucky have i been to enjoy all that attention and love while i was a child so you know on a serious note since i was a child i've seen the struggle they faced in various walks of life but uh, i've still seen them uh, living their life to the fullest with all their heart right so i've always uh, at least most of the times when they are around me i've seen them laughing and smiling my late grandmother or i or i'd say the first love of my life she was yeah. such a strong lady you know uh, she was such a strong lady she always had the spark in her eyes so i've been raised by three ladies who are so selfless when it comes to their family and so strong headed when it comes to the world around them so yeah being raised by three ladies so who are so powerful in every possible way i couldn't have asked for a better childhood yeah no that's awesome and so um do you have any siblings or you're the only child i have uh, an elder brother as well Okay, got you, got you. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, de- definitely, uh, you know, being able to have the the love of of not just one mother, as you mentioned, kind of like having the love. Oh, of that's three. the best part. Right, exactly. Because that's you know, you, you kind of get all of that. So let me ask you this: like, pretty much growing up uh, with your with your mom, aunt, and grandmother, did you aspire yeah. to become or do anything that they that they were doing, or what was your thing that you wanted to do as you uh, got older? Um. I would say uh, growing up with them I started having a clarity about a million things like all of these three people that I've mentioned they're so uh, they're so welcoming when it comes to people around them so yeah I would say that warmth has been inculcated in me since I was a child so yeah but uh becoming again becoming a social entrepreneur is a whole different story and we would definitely love to dive into it but yeah, yeah. that yeah. sense of warmth and that sense of being welcoming towards people has definitely been inculcated in me through these three women yeah de- definitely so uh a lot of times you know and, and it's interesting for me also you know when i when i grew up you know i i had the, the i was blessed very blessed uh, similar to you in terms of not having just one mother having in my case two mothers my mom and my grandmother and it's always a blessing right you actually had three of them right and so um <laughs> as you, as you, as you were getting uh, older and uh, what was the one thing you wanted to do when when you um, grew up before you dive into being a social entrepreneur becoming an author like going to school what was that 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 one thing you said i want to do this Uh, because i believe that a lot of times people start with a different vision and then they move to something different right 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 so uh, this might sound like more like an irony to you but i while i was a child i uh, i never had a direction in life like uh, 90% of the people would say this is one thing that i really want to do right so i never had that one thing until it was in 2013 uh which is when i you know took sort of uh, i when i you know 
grew the mindset that I have to become a social entrepreneur. Before 2013, I don't think I had any plans or any specific direction to look forward to. Yeah, and, and, and do do you do you know why you felt like you didn't have a direction? Was it uh, uh, a culture aspect that you know you had to go through this one path? Because I, I hear a lot a lot of it very similar to like me being from it's Mexico. It's like uh, you know, yeah, right. So uh, it's like I come from a family, and ninety uh, percent uh, of the people, ninety percent of my family is in the law business. So okay. it, including my elder brother. So that was more like a conventional path for me it, it was like this is something that i have to do so mm. it was more like a preconceived notion for me that this is the path that you have to walk on it was pre-decided for me so i that might be one reason why i never gave another thought to it got it but, yeah and so 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 the the, the fact that it, it was something that that you you had to to do i mean um, you said, okay, I'm going to jump into being a, 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 a social entrepreneur or, or do all these different things. How did that all develop right. for you? Because a lot of people, uh, as you said, you didn't have that vision. You didn't know what you wanted to do. A lot of people right, right, right. need to kind of figure out how to find it. So how did you find your passion or, or, or the idea of becoming a social entrepreneur? Oh, we have to go back a lot <laughs> explaining that. Yeah. So the journey of being a social entrepreneur has been quite unpredictable for me, I would say. It all goes back to the year 2013, when I was stuck in the floods that took place in India. Uh, I was on a pilgrimage trip to Uttarakhand with my family when the state was hit by the floods. And uh, the intensity of the floods and destruction that it caused was insane more than 60,000 people were presumed to be dead and over 1 lakh were missing. And uh, <laughs> this might sound weird, but uh, the person you're talking to right now was one of them. Oh, wow. So I was I was stuck with my family in a small room that was a roof to 20 other people for as long as five days. And we had no food to survive on. It was water all around us. I, I, I would say I've seen buildings collapsing into dust. And, you know, I've seen people abandoning the dead bodies of their family members because they had to save their own lives first. Uh, I won't exaggerate this, but yeah, man, I when I was 15 years old, I had already seen life on the ending edge. I've been at the position where I didn't know if I would ever be able to come back to my own people or my own place. Uh, fortunately, we were rescued uh, by the rescue operations team. But uh, something that I really believe in today uh, is after going through all the havoc is when you go through situations that uh, make you witness the very end of life, you transform, right? Mm -hmm. You become fearless. You get a whole new purpose. You get, you, uh, you get a whole new drive. You start taking things seriously more than ever. And uh, you start going out of your way to help people to ease their suffering. So that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. That's exactly when the realization had hit me, you know, in 2013. But since I was a child back then and I had no platform to execute my plans, I, I was just another, another teenager surviving on my parents' money. So I really had no concrete plan to fall back to. 
but uh, in those years of uh, being in high school i never really manipulated myself to suppress the voice in my head because i knew that the realize the kind of realization that i've been hit with i would definitely come up with something in the social sector and uh, luckily things changed uh, turned around in 2000 i guess 18 and i was uh, in the second year of graduation and uh, and by then i had already published uh, two written and published two books and i had received a national award for my second book uh, things were going smooth and while everyone around me was expecting me to take up the writing career i i took the plunge and i came up with this organization it's a youth oriented organization so yeah that's kind of a uh, that's kind of what happened and yeah that's how i came up with things yeah I mean, and that's uh, that, that's definitely a uh, huge you know to to be able to be in in that situation uh, going through those challenges uh, back at, at home and and saying okay there's this there's this idea that 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 I tell people sometimes from uh, a pain uh, point or or something that you're going through some sort of challenge a purpose is born right and so in your case is like well let me let me become a, a social entrep- entrepreneur which means that I'm going to find a way that I can solve social problems or affect a, a, a social change for whatever is going on right and so that's actually totally believe in it yeah exactly and, and that's really good because again yeah. sometimes you know you got to go through some um, some downfalls and 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 be able to get a a a a purpose or something a vision to be able to to positively impact not only your life but the lives of other people right exactly exactly Yeah. So let's talk about your book, right? I mean, at such an early age, when did you first publish your first book? How old were you? Um, I must have been around uh 18 or 19. It was in 2017 when I published yeah. the first book. Yeah. So how did I all, idea, uh, <laughs> Yeah, how did that idea come about, right? Because a lot of times people are you know, I don't know if you're asking yourself this is like um you know am i am i a writer is people going to even read my book what am i going to write about like what what things were going through your head uh you know and and did you did you feel like you know what yeah i can write a book i can actually do this right so uh this also has a story to it and yeah. i would love to share it yeah definitely it's, uh, it's like being a writer was also quite unpredictable for me and uh, i just uh, like i mentioned i come from a law family background so after my high school uh, i had given the entrance and uh, things were sorted like i was all set to uh, get enrolled in a law college i things were all set but at the same time i was diagnosed with severe typhoid so i could uh, not make it to the college somehow and i had to take uh, this one year gap in between that's when writing happened to me you know it's it, writing has always been more like a therapy to me because that's how i started writing it has always been more like a therapy to me i would not say i've never really shied away from the idea of uh, you know making money out of it mm-hmm. i've never shied away from uh, making money out of my art but then again uh more than anything i would this might sound like a bit, little withdrawn but i still write for myself first they if there is any project that would give me you know a lot of money i would still not take it if my instinct doesn't allow me to so that's how it goes uh 
so i remember when uh, when you know i was bed i was i've been bedridden for like more than 5 months mm. when i was diagnosed with fever typhoid so uh, my body had become really weak so i could not even get out of my bed uh, for anything whatever it is so um when i started feeling better after 4 to 5 months i uh, i i don't know what happened to me i just uh, started writing out of nowhere i started posting random blogs on wordpress i started writing these random snippets on instagram on my instagram page that's when that show that was uh, i would say my first encounter uh, to uh, being a writer and you know uh, the thing about writing was uh, i felt good after a long time like i said it acted more like a therapy and that's the connect that i have with my art even today you know the kind of peace and contentment that it brings to me has remained the same throughout i've uh, i've been through it all almost like i've been an amateur writer posting random blogs on wordpress posting snippets and poetries on my writing page on instagram then i got noticed I, my work was being admired and i started writing books and i became a best seller uh, made it to the amazon best sellers made it to the oxford uh, best selling stands got felicitated for the national award and uh, various other accolades but uh, i've quite been through many ups and downs but one thing that has remained constant throughout i would say is the connect that i have with my art and like i mentioned earlier this might sound like a little withdrawn but i still write for myself first i've never shied away from the idea of getting paid for my art and uh, like you mentioned there's always this insecurity in your heart that mm-hmm. whatever doesn't sell well and because at the end of the day we are all um, you know in the business to earn money and i don't think as an artist i should Uh, shy away from that fact or any other artist should shy away from that fact we are all here to earn money right at the end of it right. your art is should pay you at the end of the day that's the fact about life uh, another thing i would say um i've always been honest to my dynamics about life and i guess that's exactly what keeps me going every time it's 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 more like my driving force like you really have to be honest and when i say this i don't mean that you have to be honest to the world outside but to your own self because the moment you start being dishonest externally it somehow ends up creeping in and the moment you start becoming dishonest uh, you start losing that connect with your art so yeah i guess people talk a lot about being in sync with their dreams and passions but i guess it's equally important to be in sync with your fears and insecurities as well like i've heard about this phrase somewhere and i'm damn sure you'd agree to it uh, it says uh, that success and achievements are good for your ego but fear and failures actually make you learn and that just mm. makes so much sense like success and achievements would just boost your ego but failures and your uh, fears or your insecurities would actually make you learn on that survival trick about life yeah I definitely love that. That's definitely a golden nugget there. And 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 again, the 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 idea of that is 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 such a great powerful message uh, for people to to take on. The one thing that I like that you mentioned is that you started writing as a therapy for you. The second thing that I like yeah. is that you started writing 
not with the idea of making money, with the idea of really doing it for yourself. And 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 and, and I, you know, I'm 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 a fellow uh, writer myself, and and I remember when I did my first book, that was the same thing mm-hmm. as like I'm not expecting to get compensated for this. I'm doing this more of a self-accomplishment, something that was good for me that, you know, I want to do this for me. Whatever happens after the fact, it's going to happen. And I think that when you take that idea, not just on book writing, you take that idea on anything in life where you're not really expecting anything in return, you're doing it as a a therapy or self-satisfaction, or you're doing it to really uh, help yourself, then at the end of the day, everything's going to come into place, right? And, And it actually has done it for you um you you've done a lot a lot of great things with that uh you know right now obviously you've been able to share that message all over the place uh and you know you're almost sitting at 90,000 followers on on Instagram where people are listening to your voice hearing what you have to say right um what I want to know about is you know with all of that uh, obviously one of the challenges you've had to overcome is being able to manage being an author at the same time being a social entrepreneur at the same time right how were you able to balance those two things for you okay this is again a deep question (laughs) yeah and I would say it wasn't easy at all to strike the right balance between being an author and being a social entrepreneur but um, here's the thing that I've always believed in when you are passionate about something you make it happen you don't uh, give yourself the choice to fail one thing that has remained constant throughout my journey till this point whether it was about struggling to get published while I was 20 or uh, giving multiple attempts to make a national record while I was 21 or setting up an NGO while I was 22 I never gave myself an option to give up I failed at things miserably but I never really stopped trying because I knew I had this realization that all of this it belongs to me I just have to get out there and claim it. That's the kind of attitude that I've always had in everything that I choose to do, be it becoming an author or uh, be it becoming a social entrepreneur. But that's the realization that I've always had that all of this belongs to me. I just have to go, go get out there and just claim it. Yeah. No, that's that that's that's awesome. Um, the other thing that I that I want to uh, uh, you know learn from you is you did four books. You published four books at the age of twenty one. That's a lot of books, right? Yeah. And so, you know, as you said, I like the idea. Is like you know when you want something so bad, you got to go out and get it. Um, one mm-hmm. is you're you were one of the youngest writers, and to also publish that many books. How long did it take you to to get those uh, books ready for publishing? Uh, to be able to have them ready and publish them at the same time. Okay, now this would uh, probably uh, give me goosebumps to admit, but (laughs) it took me 24 hours to write and publish the books. And that's what the record was about. So yeah, that's that's what the record was about. Uh, The complete record is uh, uh, being for being the youngest writer in India to write and publish four books in a single day. That is 24 hours. So it took me, yeah, it took me 24 hours. But uh, again, uh, this again has a story behind it. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. So So, um, it took me more than, uh, I guess, three attempts 
to uh, you know get there because like you are an author yourself so you would completely relate to it yeah. to manage four storylines simultaneously like it's like one after the another one after the other one after the other it's a hectic thing to manage right. and when you know you just have 24 hours in your hand it's like uh, one attempt was like uh, in the 23 hours i i didn't sleep i didn't eat i didn't go anywhere when i was managed i managed to write uh, three complete scripts and the fourth one was on the verge of uh, getting completed but then i crossed the mark of 24 hours and uh, i knew i had to attempt it all over again and i was like man this is something that that but then again uh, all the struggles that you go through it's you kind of embrace them yeah and i still embrace it yeah no that and, and, was one journey that i would always remember like it was that all the attempts if i talk about all the attempts in a nutshell it took me uh, around 7 to 8 days and in those 7 to 8 days i didn't sleep for even one hour wow wow that's definitely a, yeah. a, a huge commitment and being able to just um, you know uh, say you know what i, I want to do this and i'm going to do this what was your biggest lesson hmm. you know and and i cuz i know and, and and especially on things such as that what you were doing we learn so many different things what is one lesson or a few lessons that you've learned from that 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 you want to advise the people that are listening to to the show um because i know there's a lesson what was that one lesson you've learned um i would uh, precisely talk about making conversations here something that i've experienced with time after working on field with the unprivileged people for like over 4 years now spending time with people who come from different uh, economical class and caste backgrounds i've realized that it's really important to make conversations that would bring a potential difference uh i've always believed that if there's someone if, if there is one thing that's common among all of us uh like the ones surviving in the shelter homes or the ones who have their own roof over their head if there's one thing common among all of us it's that we all have boundaries mm. with all uh, the life experiences that i've been through i can tell this to you with all the certainty in my heart and uh, i'm sure you would agree with it you would never really come across someone in their, your life who has no boundaries Like we all have our own boundaries. These boundaries are different from diff- for different for different people. For some, these might be economical. For others, these might be emotional. But at the end of the day, we all have the boundaries. No one is supreme, and I believe our life, in a nutshell, is just about fighting down those boundaries with courage in our heart. And yeah, man, being compassionate towards people is the key. We are we. something that i've realized is people have stopped making conversations that do not benefit them mm, yeah nobody is ready to go out there and start making conversations with people even after knowing the fact that anything that you say might help someone out there so yeah one thing that i would say is people should start making conversations that really helps Yeah no uh, that definitely that's a, a great message and I think uh, we all have something to contribute some some shape or form 
and a lot of times we don't know what people are going through. So that one thing exactly. that you might have said, right, can make an impact or can make a big difference. Um, talking about right. boundaries, um, how do you, I guess, how do you build boundaries, number one? And, and, and how can somebody uh, find them, right? Uh, because a lot of times people do not right. know how to build boundaries. They don't know how to, how to say no or yes to certain things. And, 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 and I think I agree with you for sure. Once you start building those boundaries, you're communicating better with people, then, then things are going to be way better for you and or for the other person, right? Except that's the challenge that okay. we have right now. So how do you, what is your suggestion and or advice in terms of starting to communicate better and start building boundaries? Um, I guess it all comes along with experiences. Like I am someone who never used to have boundaries and I'm not even lying about this. People who know me would uh, relate to this. If you, uh, you know, if I talk about myself, uh, five years back from today, I don't think I had any boundaries, be it emotional or mental boundaries. I was very welcoming towards people, but then that's what life is about, right? You uh, go through a certain experiences that transform you and that, that transformation depends. It would be a positive or a negative one. And uh, you just have to balance out the impacts of it because at some point in life, having boundaries, I would say is very important for your mm -hmm. own mental health and for your own mental peace. You really have to have the boundaries. There is no option because, see, it's as simple as this. There are uh, more than a million uh, opinions around you. Mm. And you cannot give a thought to each one of them. Like, if I talk about my personal story, when I started, uh, you know, I when I took, made the switch from... Uh, pursuing law to becoming a writer then I took the plunge from uh, being a writer to a struggling social entrepreneur people around me had this one opinion that you know dude what what the hell are you doing with your life like everything would crash down it is not possible for you to manage everything you know on your own shoulders at on this point like managing your studies managing your books managing a whole NGO, it's not going to be an easy walk. And that was true. That was true. I knew it was never going to be an easy walk. And that's when I started, uh, you know, realizing the difference between the toxic boundaries and the healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's when I came to realize the difference between the two. Yeah. Have, you know, protect, protecting yourself requires having boundaries i would say so it's really really important to start having boundaries if you're someone who uh, allows people to interfere in your life or uh, if you're someone who gets easily attached to people mentally or emotionally that's fatal that's fatal i would say that's fatal yeah you know i i, I like that uh, the, the idea of, of of what you mentioned there's so many opinions around us and and, and, and right. obviously we don't create those boundaries then you're right i mean where we you know we definitely can can go with you know their own path or or again the mental aspect or even the emotional aspect can be uh very uh, cumbersome and, and 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 it can also uh not be healthy for you um talking about boundaries and i'm gonna and this leads me to my next question is you know obviously your family is all from, you know, lawyers and in, 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 in that industry, right? 
did you have a lot of voices, a lot of those opinions saying, hey, what are you doing? Like, this is a better career versus being a social entrepreneur or an author, like how many people try to talk you out of it, whether it's family or friends or close friends, um, that maybe there was a lot of opinions. And so how do you, you know, obviously that I'm assuming that was a, a tough situation for you, right? Um, <laughs> right. So I would not be talking much about this because I guess my family is also going to hear this podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) I would choose to probably stay shut on about this, but kidding. But yeah, on a serious note, uh, see, um, as a person, I've always been someone who would listen to myself first before anyone else. It's like, uh, you could put a thousand people in front of me with this one opinion. I would still do manage to do my own stuff. Even if I know that, you know, uh, something that I'm trying to do might not work out at the end of it. But I would still uh, somehow go into it with the same energy. Mm. Yeah. And um, I would also say that I'm not that vocal about my personal stuff. Like when it comes to my dreams, my passions, uh, I don't give many people the access to know it. Like I mentioned, I have uh, boundaries. So yeah, that's real. I have real boundaries. Like I, uh, I don't allow people to have an access to my stuff that easily. So it's like when, um, when I was going through all of this, like uh, from switching careers, from uh, becoming a writer, from uh, to taking a plunge to become a social entrepreneur, um, I, I there were a very few people who knew about this, including uh, a few members from my family, immediate uh, members from my family who uh, I live with, and uh, just one close friend. So I have a very, uh, I would say I have a very, you know, small circle of friends. It's like just two or three people with whom I discuss my stuff with. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is about. Yeah. And you know what, actually, that's interesting because um, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, that are um, so close to your age would have a lot of friends or will have a lot of people around them. Right. And uh, there's, uh, I heard this uh, at one, at one point is, and, 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 and it's a quote by this guy named Les Brown. And he said, um, if, if you want to go all the way to the top, um, uh, you got to make sure that, uh, that uh, stay on the top because the bottom is overcrowded, meaning there's so many people at the bottom. And when you want to go to the top, you're very lonely. There's not that many people, only a very small group of friends or a circular friends because again it's the bottom that's overcrowded right and and that's kind of like what you're talking about right now it's like you, you know exactly. you're not giving that access so what do you do in a case where people may not accept you know your boundaries or your the way you go about it they just say well you know i'm not gonna deal with this person and and at the end of the day it's like i want to have a healthy relationship versus a toxic relationship um i choose to ignore it simply <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, right? <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I yeah. simply choose to ignore it. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, I like what you have here to say, and you said, uh, you know, for the, for the people that are listening, is uh, to go with your gut feeling. People today are so overpowered and influenced by the external voices that exist outside their mind that they really stop listening to themselves. 
there shouldn't ever be a second doubt when it comes down to following your dreams. Um, I love what you just mentioned there. Can you elaborate on that? Because again, it, it, it is, again, the, the outside uh, opinions or the things that are in your mind uh, sometimes can right. help us not move forward, right? So can you elaborate on right. that? Because I think that's huge. Sure, sure. Um, what I meant by when I said external voices, um, people often, uh, you know, I would say, uh, fail to differentiate the difference between their own voice versus the opinions around them. Mm. And that's exact, exactly when they lose their path. Like uh, when I personally started with of the journey of being a social entrepreneur there's a thing about social entrepreneurship uh, i i haven't mentioned it anywhere uh, till now uh, but i would say this at your platform today mm-hmm. being a social entrepreneur we don't chase profits we chase a purpose and there's a huge difference between the two mm. like when i was 22 when i started an ngo i was also being uh, you know stuck by this idea that what if you uh, never be able to earn the money that you require in your life because uh, the hard fact of life who wouldn't want to be on the list of million hits under 25 right so being a social entrepreneur is never about making profits it's rather about making a difference Uh, being a social entrepreneur i would say isn't about acing the business charts or hitting turnovers worth lakhs but it's always about breaking through the preconceived norms notions and stereotypes we don't chase profits we chase a purpose and the purpose is to make lives less vulnerable and that drive doesn't stop you know so uh, that's uh, that's exactly when i learned to differentiate between the voice that was in my head that was my own versus the voices that was around me yeah and and, and, and i the- i i guess the noises uh, you know the voices around us are just uh, opinions that don't matter most of the times right yeah and i always tell people to if you're working for profits you're doing it right. wrong you got to be working for purpose and the money will come exactly I, exactly, I, exactly. I, yeah, I, I see it this a lot too. Even when I when I got into business uh, as an entrepreneur myself, the, you know, and you see other people, a lot of times the, the first thing that people have is I'm gonna do this, whatever that might be. I'm gonna do this for the money, without realizing that if there's no purpose behind it, that dream is gonna come to an end pretty soon. Um, and so, just like you, you you're saying, I I totally believe that you have to be working for purpose, not for profits. And everything else is going to fall into place. It may not be in, exactly. a, in a month or in a year. It might be five years. It might be whatever period of time for, for whatever you're doing. Except if you continue to be walking on that purpose, it's going to come. Eventually, it's going to come. I do believe that. And so uh, so I really enjoyed that and love that about you, that, that you're definitely doing that from that perspective, from that angle, uh, which is amazing. Um, your books, what are your books about? What are some of the things that, that, that people can take away from your books? What is the, the main topics that you cover in your books? Right. So, um, uh, I write, uh, for various genres and, uh, fiction, nonfiction, both of them. Okay. Um, one thing that I would want 
people to read or one book that i would recommend people to read is the unheard tales that's a book that i've written and it's based on the real life anecdotes and yeah i guess people can you know take a lot of stuff from that if you read it from a productive perspective right you can definitely take a lot from that book yeah awesome and are you uh, working on any new books right now or what is your next big project that you're working on uh to be honest i have i am not working in the field of writing in terms of books right now uh because i guess uh i right now at this point in my life i am more dedicated towards social entrepreneurship right but uh, yeah i would definitely start working on uh you know the sequel of the book that became a huge hit yeah right but right now i am in that zone where i am fully dedicated to the social entrepreneurship right now got it is there a particular area that you're focusing your your time and energy in terms of of your journey of being a social entrepreneur is that primarily in india or different places or what what is your main focus right now uh, uh the main focus that i have for the organization is not just one but three Okay. Uh we are currently working on three fronts to our organization okay. and the first one is we are aiming to support and encourage the holistic development of the unprivileged children in India many unprivileged children uh today are tied down by their economical boundaries i'm sure you would agree to this and although there has been a lot of improvement in the literacy levels uh, over mm-hmm. the last decade but there's still a large section of children who are unsure about themselves and we are aiming to encourage their development by arranging for uh, recreational activities and life skill sessions which help them in giving a clarity about their true identities and capabilities so we sort of help them coming out of their bubbles that's the first thing that we're trying to do through our organization Mm-hmm. uh the second thing is that we arrange for legal aid workshops that are centered mainly around the development of the unprivileged women it's like we aim to uplift and empower them not just in words but through actions as well mm-hmm. uh through these legal aid workshops we make sure that there's awareness among uh, you know these unprivileged women against domestic violence verbal violence and mental harassment and i'm sure you've heard about this phrase that says um if there's something that truly liberates you my friend it's education and awareness both mm. so that's exactly what we try to do through our organization there's a large segment of the unprivileged women who are unaware about their own individual rights and unfortunately that's not just about india that's a global phenomenon yeah we raise awareness we raise awareness and make sure that we provide them all the aid that they might need uh, in rebelling against you know, the norms of patriarchy and final and the third uh, thing that we were we been working upon since uh, the pandemic uh, we are on a mission to feed the helpless like during the pandemic there were so many downtrodden and unprivileged people who had no access to food and i'm sure you've seen that happening in your country as well yeah uh so that's when we started distributing meals for the poor and uh it's been 3 years now and we've been working endlessly in combating hun- hunger and i guess we're doing pretty well on our level 
like with the loving support of our community we've successfully reached out and served over 350000 people and fed them with nutritional nutritious meals during the pandemic so yeah. yeah these in a nutshell these are the three fields that we are working upon right now yeah that's huge and that's that's a that's a definitely a, a huge mission and and uh, you know definitely for the people that are listening to you know um if they are you um taking people to assist and or support your mission in any shape or form um uh, or how how do you get all of these things funded uh, we are currently working through crowd funding like uh, we have our crowdfunding network and the people from all over the country um, even from abroad if they would want uh, they can support monetarily okay good yeah so for, for definitely for the people that are listening to you know they want to uh, be able to do that uh, where can they where they can help uh, support this uh, with through donations or how can they get a hold of you to 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 learn more about what you're doing and help in that cause uh right so uh firstly thank you for putting in a word for that that's yeah. really very sweet of you uh people can uh people who would want to contribute or uh, maybe just know a little more about what we do uh they can just simply uh go google and uh, they can simply search over google it's vastra or zindagiya foundation and yeah they'll have an overview of what we do and they'll have a clarity on how they can get connected if they want got you and they can also connect connect with you on on instagram if if they wanted to obviously learn more and, and i'll have that information here for 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 the people that are listening um and and connect with you um obviously at your early age you're doing a lot of great things you have a, a great mission in front of you um so with all of that have you uh, or are you working on 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 your mental state or do you have any daily habits that you do um to put you in this positive state of mind and then put you on this mission do you do anything daily that that is a, a kind of like a ritual or a habit um i have started doing things because uh, at some point in time i have realized that it's important uh to train yourself spiritually not just mentally not just physically but spiritually as well and um i've been indulging in meditation sessions and a few things as well and yeah man that's that's really helping me and the other thing that i do on a regular basis is i read a lot of books and um yeah that 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 really helps in clearing up my thoughts and it really gives me a clarity so in a nutshell uh, two things that i do without fail is i read for at least 2 hours per day before i sleep and that doesn't matter like uh, i could go to bed uh, at 11 or 12 in the night or even one in the night but i would still make myself uh read for at least 2 hours wow because that really helps me clear my mind so yeah the two things that i would really suggest people to go along with one is meditation it really helps you like uh i have never been someone who would uh and <laughs> i you know it makes me laugh because uh a few months before this i never thought i would be the one to go on a podcast show and talk about the 
you know benefits of meditation but i've been through a certain things in life and uh meditation i guess is the was the only way out from those yeah. things and it really helps you cut down the toxic things in life so mm-hmm. yeah one thing is meditation and the second one is reading for sure yeah no definitely i love that um and and at the end of the day is like we just got to make sure that we create some sort of habits and 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 start doing some yeah. sort of discipline or something to be able to improve our lives um you've given us a lot of great content a lot of great information i have one last question for you um before i let you go the question i have for you is for the people that are listening to us and are watching us um if they're going through any challenge whatever challenge that might be what is one thing you can say to them so they can start overcoming that challenge um it's going to be a straight forward reply from my side uh just go with your gut feeling man that's mm. the best thing that you can put yourself in like from everything that i've been through from everything that i've experienced i can tell you two things in life and i guess i am just a little more fortunate to have the opportunity of learning this learning these two things at quite an early age the first thing i would say is follow your gut feeling because trust me it it knows things mm-hmm. far better than you would probably ever figure out so yeah just go with your gut feeling and the second thing i would say you are on yourself you like i've seen people getting dependent on people it could be their relationships it could be their friendships or their family but at the end of the day something that i would advise you you have your own self and when it will come to you there would be no one coming for your rescue you just have to survive through things alone having uh, you know having emotional and mental support from people is one thing but becoming dependent on them for every small thing in your life is another thing and i guess you should never do that you should never never do that so mm. yeah two things in life uh, that i would suggest for anyone who's going through a tough phase right now just remind yourself keep reminding yourself that you are so much more than this because this is exactly what i do every time like whenever i'm faced with a situation that you know uh, puts me down i just walk up to a mirror and i just look at myself in the eyes and i just remind myself that you are so much more than this dude so that's yeah. exactly what i would recommend people to do I love that. I definitely love that. And, and, and I love the, the, the gut feeling. And I also love the fact that, um, you know, again, you know, don't be dependent. Obviously you're okay to have right. that emotional support. And it's like this saying, even I if you think, have a, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and what I was going to say is even mm-hmm. if, even if you're having a husband or wife, you know, the one thing you have to remember is that when you go to sleep in that bed, you know, although you might be sleeping uh, by the side of somebody, you know, you're sleeping by yourself, right? I mean, technically, exactly. you, know, you, exactly. you know, there's somebody there, but mentally you're, you're by yourself. And, and, and okay. that's, if you have a husband or wife, if you don't have any of that and you're single at the end of the day, I can uh, show you the tools. I can uh, teach you the way I can give you all this advice. At the end of the day, you have to be the one that's going to walk through that door, not necessarily exactly. me pushing you through it. So that that's very, very good to say that. Yeah. having emotional attachment i would say is a very uh, very good thing in life like when you know you have someone to fall back to that's probably the best one of the best feelings in the world 
it's like you know you are being protected but there's a very you know small difference between being protected and being dependent mm, and yeah. there should be a balance between the two i would say yeah no i definitely love that yeah no uh, alice uh, great talking to you um really love all the topics you've done a, a lot of great things uh, at such an early age and and i love the mission you have be, behind all of this which is amazing and we definitely need more people like you in in the in in, in this world um anything else you want to share or say to the listeners before i let you go um i guess that's all from my side that's all from my side and um yeah i guess that's all from my yeah. side uh de- definitely well again thank you again for being on the show really appreciate uh you know everything that 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 you're doing and thank you for uh sharing uh the the things you, you've thanks you've for worn. having me yeah de- definitely and all the stuff that you've gone through and um yeah. and yeah for the rest of you guys do me a favor please make sure that you connect with alice uh at her uh, instagram account uh check out uh the 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 mission she's going after and see if you can assist with that and um do me a favor uh do me a favor and share this with with people because somebody definitely needs to hear this message and i'll see you guys at the next episode of uh you can overcome anything podcast show Hi, I'm Cesar Espino, real estate investor, business coach, and consultant, and author of the book, You Can Overcome Anything Even When the World Says No. My number is 424-501-6046. In my book, I talk about making the necessary changes to shift your mind for prosperity and certainty. Pick up your copy at Amazon. I also love helping families with their real estate and can purchase your house fast and all cash. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My number is 424-501-6046. Thank you for having me today. I am so glad you've tuned into this podcast. You can find me at your favorite podcast platform where you can like, subscribe, comment, and share. And to learn more about myself, my services, you can find me at www.cesarrespino.com or you can also find me at your social media. Thanks for joining me and I am looking forward to having you at the next episode. And know you truly can overcome anything. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.